Welcome to my podcast, You Are Not Alone, Convos with Annalisa. I am Annalisa. Hi, friends. Welcome back. I'm so glad to be here with you all today. Uh, We are rounding out the very first week of December. So if you know me personally and you know me like via Facebook or Instagram, anything like that, you'll know that December 1 through 7 in our house is um, the IBD Awareness Week. So I generally try my hardest to bring attention to this uh, disease because it feel, I still feel like not very many people know enough about it. And so, uh, you know, for right now, I just want to kind of go in there and just kind of, I guess, let people know like different things that you should look for, um, how you can support people that do have IBD, things like that. And so with us, we learned that Mabel Ann, my youngest daughter, had IBD when she was about one, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. She started having bloody stools and it wasn't a lot. It was only whenever we wiped, we would see blood and then it progressed. It progressed so much that she ended up needing 16 blood transfusions altogether through so far you know, she's seven right now. So she's had 16 blood transfusions, which is a lot. And she had those all within the space of about a year. So if you do the math, I mean, you can kind of see she was basically having more transfusions at one point, more than one a month. And so I am super thankful for any and everybody who is able to donate blood that because, that because without those generous people, my daughter wouldn't be here today. And that's a simple fact. There is no way that I would have been able to give the amount of blood that she needed in the time frame that she needed it. And so we are always super thankful for anybody who does donate. And even if you cannot donate, but you share uh, different things that you might see, if you know that there is a blood bank anywhere near you uh, and you share that, whether it's on your Instagram or you let somebody know, you know, any support to that community is something that we, we appreciate because it's just the amount of people that I know that have had to have blood transfusions is, is pretty high. And it's a very scary situation to be put in. And it's a very relieving situation when you know that there are so many good people out there in the world. And I know there's a lot of controversy because, you know, you sit and you say, well, I donated and now they're charging you. And I understand it. But when your life is on the line, what is most important is helping save a life. And that's exactly what you're doing. So if you have done any of the following, you know, I appreciate it. If you haven't had a chance yet, you know, now's a great time to start. You know, whether it's just like I said, being vocal that you know there's a blood bank around you or if you're able to donate blood, anything like that, trust me, any attention brought to that community right there alone is much appreciated. Back to IBD week. Um, Again, I just try and let people know different symptoms. And, you know, there's just a myriad of things that I'm not even fully aware of all of the things that some of my friends go through with their children. Um, But it is something that 
if you're feeling any kind of GI symptoms, anything like that, get checked quickly. The quicker that you can diagnose or catch anything like that, the likelihood of you getting to be put back into remission is huge. And that brings me to that word that I just said, and that's the R word, remission. I don't talk about that word. It is a word that scares me. It is a word that gives in our community, and this is only in the IBD community, it gives a sense of false hope. What do I mean when I say that? Remission for somebody that has ulcerative colitis, like my daughter, specifically this disease right here, the the truth of the matter is you will have another flare-up at some point. Why? There is no cure. Let that sink in for just a second. There is no cure at the moment to help with ulcerative colitis. The meds that they are able to prescribe at the moment and the treatments are all part of the word remission. So you're in remission until you're not in remission. And for me, I would rather not give myself that sense of false hope. I come at this whole world with a different kind of set of glasses. Reality is my daughter is seven years old. She will have another flare up at some point in her life. Do I know when? No, I do not. Do I know to stay vigilant at all times for any change in her sleeping, eating, bathroom visits, things like that? Absolutely. I am constantly on edge, wondering when is it going to hit again and how quickly can I get to the doctor to get her treated before it spirals out of control again. Mabel Ann had to have her colon removed at the very young age of just a little bit over three years old. And when I say that, I mean weeks after her third birthday. Weeks after my daughter's third birthday, we sat in a hospital and I called my husband who was at work and we had to make this decision over the phone to remove my daughter's colon. It's not an easy decision. It is nothing I put on anybody because that is so much of a personal type thing. Not, not everybody is, is okay with having surgery and that is okay. Not everybody is going to need the same exact treatment plan. Not everybody's symptoms are, are, are as severe as others, etc. different things like that. And I'm not saying that one is more sick than the other, because that is something that annoys me to no end. My daughter's personal journey that we, as her parents, decided to go through with her was removing her colon to minimize the amount of blood transfusions she needed because she was basically getting about one a week for a while there. And at some points, it was more than one a week. And if you've ever had a blood transfusion or you've ever been put in that situation, I'm going to tell you now, you're so thankful that there is something that can help, but everything comes at a cost. 
And the reality is for the rest of her life, I'm going to wonder about those 16 blood transfusions and did they affect her in a way that I don't know yet? Because I don't know yet. We won't know until we know. I know that sounds so awful, but that is the reality of our lives. IBD week is unbelievably close and dear to my heart. I have a secret to tell you that I I feel like my voice is getting shaky because it's not something that I come at now that you kind of have heard a little bit of where I stand with things. In August of 2021, my daughter's GI told me that this is what remission looks like for Mabel. I took that with the biggest grain of salt ever, and I didn't tell but just our immediate family members. And as a matter of fact, I believe I did not even tell my mother-in-law until maybe a few months after maybe October, somewhere in that area. Because I don't want people to think, oh, Mabel's cured. We don't have to worry about her anymore. No, 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 no. Please don't do that to me. Do not put that stress on me. Do not come at me shocked later down the road and say, I thought you said she was in remission. It's just a fancy word for she's not in a current flare-up. That's, that sounds better to me than the word remission. I immediately called my best friend after that doctor visit and I had tears in my eyes and she knew she, she had been waiting for me to tell her this news because her son is sick as well. Her son has a lot of complex medical issues and they are not in a good spot and they haven't been in a good spot. And I talk to her daily and we support each other and we're both coming from the same exact spot that I don't need the word remission. I just need my kid to feel good. That's the only thing that she and I want for our children. So when I told her in August after the appointment, what the doctor had told me, which we share the same GI, she said, I'm so happy for you. I know how we feel about this but you can take a minute and be happy. So I took a minute and I, I breathed a little sigh of relief, (sighs) but it, it quickly went away when I told her we're in remission until we're not Jen. Sorry. I used her name and I'll probably have to tell her that I mentioned her name on here, uh, just out of, you know, common courtesy, but she is my my best friend, she is my rock when it comes to all things IBD. She stands behind me, beside me. She is my personal cheerleader. She is my daughter's cheerleader. And I hope that she sees me as the same for her because this life is not easy. It is one of the most difficult things to know every single day of your life that your child has a disease that is currently uncurable. It's, it's a lot of, a lot of worry, a lot of stress. It's a lot of how, how did they sleep last night? How many bathroom trips did they take? Are they eating? Okay. Do they look pale? Different things like that. I mean, she's the person that I can talk to besides my husband and my, my mom, of course, but she is the person that we genuinely just care about each other's kids. 
And in this world, you need somebody in, in, in this IBD world, you need somebody to be able to hold on to. And some days you're going to celebrate your, your friend's child's wins. And some days they're going to celebrate your child's wins. And that's how you know you have a really good friendship. Because you're genuinely, genuinely happy for each other. And I keep telling her her day is coming. And when it comes, when her kid is in a better spot, I'm going to celebrate on the top of the roof of my house. I'm going to scream as loud as I can because I'm going to be so thrilled for her. And she knows it. So when I told her, of course, I was scared when I told her, I don't want to tell her that my kid's in a good spot and her kid isn't. But you learn to be so selfless and you learn to celebrate each other's wins. And hearing her be so happy for me meant more than what the doctor actually said. Because she knows She knows I'm waiting. She knows I'm waiting for the day that I'm going to end up back in the hospital. And if you've ever been in a hospital for more than even a week, lived in there for a month at one point and did not come to my home for a whole month. And it was actually more than a month, but I use a month as my, you know, my base. I don't like to say this many days or whatever. So for one whole month, I did not come home. And if you've ever been away from your home for a whole month and you had to shower somewhere else, and if you're picky like me and you had to use the bathroom somewhere else, you had to eat somewhere else, it was a struggle in itself. And so I'm always on edge. I'm always worried. That is my life. I don't show that to my daughter because I want for her to enjoy every single good day that she has until we don't have any good days, until we have a, a slump of no good days. It is mentally exhausting and draining. And as the caregiver, you you have to be their rock. You have to be their, their voice. You have to be their ears. You have to be their comfort. You have to be so many different things. You have so many hats that you have to wear all while still parenting another child who is at home. And you want to make sure that they still feel loved and they still feel everything and still being a wife. And making sure that you have that communication with your husband and you don't get frustrated and yell at each other over things like that. The reality of it is, I think I read an article once and it was something like in the high 80%, the percentile, the high 80th percentile of families who have children that are sick with an autoimmune disease divorce. That is the reality. That is a scary reality. And I can see why it happens because lack of sleep, emotional exhaustion, all those things play into your relationship with your spouse. And so we have been lucky so far to come out on top of it as of right now. And I won't say like, you know, I I hope it's forever. I hope I, 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 absolutely love my husband, but I I do know the stresses that we go through when our child is sick. We're normal. We're human. And if I said anything different, it would be a lie. And I don't want to lie to you. I want to tell you what my life is like. That's why I come on here. It's a good mechanism for me to cope with what's happened. It's good to talk to some friends on here 
and let them know that they're not the only ones going through things. It's good to just come on here and just be a friend, you know? And if you ask me, being a friend doesn't mean I'm better than you or you're better than me. We're all going through it. It's just something different in each, in everyone's books. This is our book. It was these first seven days of December are always where I try my hardest to do anything I can for this community because I feel as if though it is overlooked. We've we've had a lot of these conversations with a lot of other fam- with a lot of other families that are currently going through this, and you know. This is the reality of how we, we as the people in my, my group feel. If it's not the word cancer, people don't care as much because there's no, there's absolutely zero commercials with children on television currently going through these treatments. The commercials on TV right now for meds like Zelgians and Remicade and um, any other IBD medication, show the people running through a field. I'm going to tell you right now, that is not the case. We did Humira injections, and we did them once every 11 days for over a year. My daughter was not running through a field after she got her shot. My daughter was screaming bloody murder because of the meds that were inside of there that would cause it to literally just burn, burn your leg, because that's where we would give her hers. Every I think different people get them in different spaces, but we had the leg. And my, my daughter was not running through a field. And as a matter of fact, it would wipe her out sometimes. Sometimes she had a ton of energy right after, but then it was a huge crash, you know? But that doesn't, that doesn't sell commercials. That doesn't sell anything. So we're just going to give you this medication. We're going to tell you you're going to run through a field. It's all going to be great. And then you have the cancer children and it's the sad music and it's them losing their hair. And FYI, my daughter lost plenty of hair while going through her Humira injections. I'm just saying it's, but it doesn't look as great because maybe she didn't go completely bald. Okay. And I'm not saying that one is better than the other, but I am saying that there is a bias in the media, not, not with you personally, not with friends, but in the media, if you don't have cancer, they don't care about you. Those are the stories that sell. Meanwhile, my daughter has this for the rest of her life and she was diagnosed at two and a half and she's just kind of overlooked like, oh man, life gave you a rough one, didn't it? Oh, well, you know, you've had 16 blood transfusions. Ah, so sad. We don't really care about you because you don't look good on TV. You know, it doesn't look as great. Who wants to, it's not a luxury to say like these children have had diarrhea for two, three, four weeks straight. That's not a luxury. We don't want that on television. We don't want people talking about, you know, diarrhea and feces and poop and things like that. We don't want, we, nobody cares about bloody stools. You know, that doesn't sell enough on television. And so I try my very hardest in this whole first week to just push and push for this group of kids, these adults, everybody going through these things and 
just let people know that, you know, we're out here, we're a community and we stay strong. We are a very tight knit community. I have made so many Facebook friends, um, just from IBD, uh, pages and I'm always happy to talk and encourage and support and cheerlead for any of the other kids going through this. If you know somebody who has IBD or their child has IBD, send them a text right now. Just ask them, how are you doing? And genuinely just be engaged. Even if it's, you know, a couple of text messages, I'm going to tell you now it means more to them than you think it does. Sometimes it's, it, it, it is, it's called the invisible disease. And that's what it feels like. It feels like you become invisible sometimes to people because it's, it's, I hear stories of older people who say, you know, my spouse is tired of me going to the bathroom. And I am so deathly afraid of when my daughter is old enough to have a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever it is, a person, okay? A person that she loves. And if they tell her, I'm tired of you going to the bathroom, how that's going to make me feel. We need to be supportive of this group because I guarantee you they're not doing it for attention. And I guarantee you they would give anything, anything in the entire world to be just like you and me. It's important to teach our children as they get older um, about IBD. It's important to teach them that there are kids that they look great, but maybe their insides don't work as great as ours, as yours does. You know? My goal is always to to be a a teacher of, of this disease to anybody who's willing to ask questions and learn because I want the world to grow with it and accept it. I've heard of plenty of people who have been let go of their jobs because their bosses think they're just hiding out in the bathroom when in fact they're having a flare up and they're in the bathroom with uncontrollable pain. It's good to be supportive. It's good to be knowledgeable in these things because if you meet somebody and maybe they're too shy to stand up for themselves, maybe you can stand up for them or maybe you can educate people around them and let them know maybe you should take it easy and have some more empathy and have a little bit of patience because I guarantee you they're trying to do everything that they can. I hope that my daughter is strong enough to be that voice for herself. And if she's not, I hope her friends around her will be strong enough to be that voice for her. As she gets older, it's getting scarier because she does go to the bathroom more often than, let's say, a healthier child. If she tries to hold her bathroom in for longer periods of time, it ends up causing her to vomit. It causes her um, more abdominal pain. And it takes a while to kind of get her back into the groove of things. So, you know, it's important. It's important to, to let your children know 
And for you to know, if you know anybody with an IBD, you know, illness, be their friend, be there for them. I guarantee you, you'll, you'll make one of the most loyal friends ever because the people that I know who have IBD turn out to be such loyal friends because they know that you're there for them. So they're going to give you everything that they have. It's a beautiful community. It really is. I hope that I didn't bore you. I hope that maybe you learned something today. I hope that you educate others. And I want to really say thank you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for taking the time to want to learn about something that maybe doesn't even affect you at all. And and it shows a lot about the type of person that you are to have listened to this entire episode today and genuinely stayed engaged. And like I said, maybe you learned something and maybe you're going to go and research something on your own, or maybe you're going to, you know, have some information for somebody who does have IBD and they kind of bring something up. You never know. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation is very dear to me and we try to donate whenever and however much we can because they are out there trying to find a cure. So we are forever thankful for this community and I'm forever thankful for my community here on my podcast. It feels good to know that I'm not alone. I hope that you know that you're not alone. I'm always here for all of my friends. That That's everyone that listens in here. Anyone who's, you know, friends on my Facebook or my Instagram, I am always here for you. I never want anyone to feel like they're alone going through any of this. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And just remember to choose kindness, be kind, and love one another. Have a great one, friends.